Later this month, the U.S. Supreme Court is due to rule on a challenge to the Federal Indian Child Welfare Act. ICWA was passed 45 years ago to counteract decades of policies that uprooted Native American children from their families and culture. Lawmakers strengthened Minnesota's own version of the law this year, so ICWA's tenets remain in place here, even if the high court strikes it down nationally. But despite the state and federal laws, progress on meeting their goals has been frustratingly slow. Dan Crocker reports on a unique training program working to change that. ICWA aims to keep Native children at home within their extended families or their broader tribal communities whenever safe and possible. But while the law has helped, if you're a Native American child living in Minnesota, you are 16 times more likely than a white child to be removed from your home and placed in foster care. Nearly a half century after the law was passed, many social workers are still not complying with it. Larissa Littlewolf believes that's because they're rarely trained in why ICWA is important. They're told they have to check off this list, how do you comply with the law, which is important. Don't get me wrong, that's super important. But I think that there is a need to know why, right? Like, why do we work with American Indian families differently than non, non-Indigenous non families? Little Wolf helps run a program at the University of Minnesota Duluth called the Tribal Training and Certification Partnership. The first-of-its-kind two-day training is now required for all child welfare professionals across the state. It's designed to answer that why question, and that means walking participants through a history of U.S. government policies intended to break Native families apart. That includes nearly 100 years where Native kids were forced to attend boarding schools. Community trainer Lynn Braveheart discussed that era during a training last month with a dozen social workers from around the state. And this wasn't just hundreds of years ago. This happened to like my grandparents and and many uh, tribes. They tried to hide their children in the woods or, you know, like to keep you know, the government from coming and taking the kids. During the session, Kat Price, a community trainer from the Upper Sioux community in southwestern Minnesota, shared a story of her mom driving her grandma to visit the boarding school she attended in South Dakota. She goes, there's a swing in the back. Can you go to that swing in the back? So my mom drove around and sure enough, there was a swing there. She goes, do you want to go sit on it? So she did. She did. She walked over there and sat in the swing and then she just started crying. And she goes, do you know how long all my life I wanted to sit on this swing, but we were never allowed to. I always looked at that swing and wanted to swing on it for so long. And she finally got her chance when she was 72 years old. The training connects the dots from boarding schools to the current overrepresentation of Native youth in the foster care system. It describes how historical trauma becomes contemporary trauma. Price told social workers it's apparent in the stark economic and health disparities that exist today. So all of that historical trauma has really done a number on our people. So when you're working with our Native American families, keep that in mind. It builds that understanding. One of the social workers who attended the training was Natalie Hansen. She's worked for St. Louis County for 10 years. Hansen says it's easy to talk about generational trauma but she says the training for the first time made her realize how she could be a part of the problem. As a government worker, when I take a Native child and place them in a non-Native home, absent their culture, I'm perpetuating that trauma. And just how it comes full circle as a social worker, that there's a reason that there's Indian child welfare placement preferences and that we have to go through these steps to try to keep children connected to their culture 
And when we don't do that, it's similar to the boarding school era. And removing Native kids from their communities, says Larissa Littlewolf, has a huge impact on tribes. The children in our communities are our future leaders. They're our future nurses, doctors, culture carriers, language carriers, spiritual advisors. About 1,500 county and tribal social workers across the state have gone through the training. The state legislature recently committed to providing $1 million annually to run the program moving forward. Dan Crocker, NPR News, Duluth. This story was made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.